ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today, Yaku, the husband, makes a comeback. If you listened to earlier episodes, you may have heard our conversation in the first episode. A few weeks ago, Yaku asked me if we can do another recording once I have posted 10 conversations with guests. I agreed, not knowing why or what he wanted to say or address. I specifically did not ask him, because I wanted it to be a surprise, for me as well as for you. So, let's get to it and hear what he has on his mind. Good morning, Yaku. How are you? I'm fine. Fine. Lazy Sunday morning. I'm feeling um, a little lazy. Tender after last night's wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a good time? <laughs> yes, it was wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I really enjoyed it. Okay, Yaku, you requested an audience. Yes, I thought... I really enjoyed recording the first episode and I thought that it would be nice to have a, a recap after you, you've you delivered 10 podcast episodes. Okay, so you want to share your thoughts or have you suddenly gone on a spiritual journey? <laughs> <laughs> have you had a enlightening spiritual experience? Wow, did you say last night? Sp- spiritual. 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 The spiritual experience? No, not really. <laughs> okay, so the podcast so far has done nothing for you. I really enjoyed listening to the episodes. Okay. I think it's fascinating. And since I know many of the interviewees, I find it very interesting to hear what they say about spirituality. But I wouldn't say it has changed my mind. It's just given me more insight into into these people I know, and into you, and into spirituality in general. Is it broadening your mind? Well, you ask difficult questions. <laughs> for, for a lazy Sunday morning. Is it broadening my mind? Is it giving you a new insight on what spirituality can be, and how people see, see spirituality? First question, Jaco, what did you expect from <laughs> what did you expect from the podcast? What did you expect when, when we spoke about meet me in the field and it's going to be about spiritual journeys and those type of things? Boy, that is the difficult answer. What did I expect? I expected something much more serious. Ah, okay, kind of church-like. No, not just not religious. Okay. It's religious, in fact, because many of your interviews so far have had a strong organized religion. Yeah, discussion of organized religion. Not, yeah. Not that it's wrong or right. I, I didn't quite expect that because, to me, spirituality once again is not religion. Okay. Yeah. It's almost the whatever underlies religion, the kind of generalized religion. Mm-hmm. And um, I expected, I expected um, people to be more pensive, 
en um, say deeper things, but it surprised me that they were very funny. They were extremely funny. Many of the episodes, I mean, there's a lot of laughter. Yeah. You laugh a lot. They laugh a lot. I love laughing. And they I are... I find spirituality incredibly funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect a comedic podcast. <laughs> So yeah, I I was surprised by that. That's one thing that's definitely surprised me. Also how well and comfortable people are discussing their spirituality. I would have thought it would maybe you've cut out the difficult parts, but I would have I, I expected people to be more reluctant and find it more difficult to express themselves. When it, when it comes to spirituality. And they all seem very comfortable and very quick. Maybe you ask the right questions, but very quick to answer what you ask them and to give meaningful and insightful answers. Okay. Didn't expect that. You mentioned that you find it interesting because you know the people. Yeah, do some of think, them, yes. Do you think people who don't know the people will, always, will also find it interesting? or might also find it insightful, interesting? Well, I think everyone who listens will have a different perspective because it's so much about where you come from. So I think different people will relate and connect to different things that your subjects, your guests have um, talked about. I think it's definitely interesting Insightful. What does that really mean? Who knows? Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> but I can only say what I, how I find it. Okay. Yeah. And if you have to, in ten words, say a summary of how do you find it? I, I think it's interesting and insightful and more. So and you did use the word insightful. <laughs> I used it. It's insightful to me because it gave me new insights into people I already knew, yeah. and things that we don't often talk about I don't often talk about with them yeah so that gave me a new not all of them but a new kind of perspective on on the character and I mean I didn't hear any juicy details but I didn't expect to either I mean this is about something that's um, it underlies your character in some sense or your at least your personality I wouldn't say it suddenly revealed to me something big and you momentous but um what i found interesting was how many people how many of my good friends i've never really discussed their personality like wendy for instance yes who i really count as as one of my closest friends yes and whom i know from recovery that i've never actually sat down with her and discussed it's not a it's it not a really topic that arises naturally out of you know dinner at a dinner party so it's actually a very nice venue to talk about these things and in fact i mean many of your guests have been in recovery not all of them but yeah. many but it somehow opens the door maybe you should expand beyond recovery and talk to everybody you meet <laughs> everybody, everybody. You encounter. so we have a neighbor Maggie and it'll be fascinating to hear what she has to say and we don't know her intimately but we know her well for a couple of years now and it'll be really 
interesting to hear her perspective on on spirituality. She seems to be a person that's really very um, in touch with her emotional side. She's an artist. Yeah. So that could also be interesting. So how did you find the the idea that most of the people are in recovery? Could you relate to their stories? Could you relate to, to what they were talking about? Yeah, definitely. I knew that they are in recovery. Um, it wasn't a surprise or a secret, but but it, it's not as if they said something. And in fact, this is maybe part of what I expected. I thought that being in recovery gave you some kind of extra... You know, maybe I thought you had extra lessons in spirituality <laughs> and how to be spiritual and that you do exercises at meetings to meditate and concentrate. I don't know what. Clearly you don't. Clearly, maybe it does open the door. Maybe it does teach you a little bit... It teaches you that you should be more in touch with your spiritual side. Yeah. Maybe that is what it teaches you, but nothing specific. It doesn't teach you how to do that at all. So nothing that came out was really specific to recovery. And yeah, I could relate to them as well as to any other any of your other um, guests. Okay. Because so far you've only listened to, I've been running through them in my head. There's only one non-recovery pe- person so far, am I right? That Your was friend from school, yeah. Yeah, Leandro, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So there's one more coming up. I think next week is one. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking for more non-recovery people, but, but maybe you're right. You know, I'm looking for people whom, I, whom I've met and that I feel a connection with and who I feel have a sense of spirituality. Yeah. And maybe you are right to take my own prejudice away and, and not decide f- f- for other people whether this person has a sense of spirituality, but to invite people and say, let's come and chat. Yeah, people, maybe not that you know well, but people that you, just, just people that you meet in your, in your life. I mean, many people, not all, I don't, but many people must have some kind of spiritual side to them. I think it's a good idea. I think... Ultimately, all people have a sense of spirituality. There is this, what people call spirituality and um, how they think, actively think about themselves. Maybe spirituality is conscious. In fact, everybody you talk to express the idea that it's a conscious thing. Yeah. They think about it, they have opinions. It's nobody They've made a decision at some stage, kind of. They've made choices, yes, yeah. in their spiritual life. And um, nobody had to think long or hard or hesitate, unless you've edited out exactly those pauses. <laughs> nobody thinks too hard about um, what how to answer if you ask a question about spirituality. If you ask me, I will hesitate because I don't think it's something I don't consider myself spiritual at all and it's not something I think about yet you generally live a good life because I'm I try to make the right choice and often consciously think about what would be the right choice in this situation what should I do what would be the right thing to do yeah nobody I know lives a life that's that's explicitly non-spiritual but 
very few people I know live a life that's explicitly spiritual as well. I mean, I don't know, if I think about my colleagues, or even my students, or other people I know, um, some of them meditate, some of them do yoga, some of them are very religious, but others are not. That doesn't mean they're unspiritual or non-spiritual. Yeah. It just means that I don't know, I don't have access to that part of their life. But because it's not a topic that you discuss with yeah. people on a regular basis. In fact, as you found out, in some sense, this podcast is like a little window opening, opening in people's souls. Yeah. It's like that glass window that they sometimes put in the stomach of cows so you can see what's going on inside. Your podcast is a little window <laughs> into a cow's stomach. I would prefer to think of it as one of those glass-bottomed boats that on tropical islands they take people so that you can see the the, the, the fish underneath the boat. Let's rather use that than that. Sometimes they put a port in the stomach and you can reach in and take out what the, cat, uh, the cow is digesting so that you can inspect it if you're a vet. So for you, this podcast is like in a window into a cow's stomach. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly how I think about it. <laughs> no, it's in the. In as long as that's where it ends and, and you don't take it further to where the contents drop out. What do you think a, a, an acceptable percentage would be for people to say no that would prefer not to talk to me on the podcast? Many people have spoken to you, I mean, and um, more than I expected. Is it? I. I I don't know what to say. I mean, if this were about sexuality. I'd think people would be more reluctant. Yeah. And because of our society's strange ideas about sexuality, that seems to be a more intimate or more private thing than spirituality. Yeah. Which is a, such a nonsense idea. It should be the other way around. I mean, your spirituality should be much, um, a much more intimate thing than um, sexuality. I mean, apart from the fact that they're somewhat connected. But isn't it interesting that that topic has not come up much at all? Sex. Sexuality, not sex. Sex has come up. Has <laughs> sex come up? I can't remember. Not sex. But, <laughs> I mean, you've had a guest who's in a, a gay marriage. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, oh, that, I guess that's yeah. kind of sexuality. But what I'm talking about is this idea of we're very shy to talk about yeah. our sex lives. But people would, are not shy at all to talk about their spiritual lives. Yeah. I would love people to, to, I would love sexuality, sexuality to be generally a topic that's less taboo. Yeah. And the answer to, to, to my question to you is what I'm quite surprised about how, how many people are not willing to talk to me. Really? Mm. How many people have said no? How many have you asked me? If I can think quickly, probably about five. Oh, well, and you've had 10 episodes yeah. published. So I've got a 50%. Well, you have more episodes than that, secret episodes. I've got secret <laughs> Yeah, I've still got episodes to come. So it's a little more than 25%. Yeah. But that's fine. I, I think that's kind of normal. And it's for strange reasons. The ones that he really doesn't like the sound of his voice in, in, in recording. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, but it means he doesn't like how he would appear to other people. And I... I dislike my voice intensely. Oh, you'd never say that. I know. I, I, <laughs> the amount you talk. <laughs> I, know, I know. But I find what I have to say so fascinating. <laughs> and it overrides. 
<laughs> Even if, uh, if I had a squeaky little mouse voice, I'd still be using it. <laughs> no, I think that, um, oh, I love a good voice on, the, on a podcast or the radio. I mean, some people have radio voices. Yeah. Um, and I love that. But of course, you can't, if somebody's really self conscious, you can't convince yeah. them of that. So that's fine. Do you ever wonder how, how many people are listening to it? No. No. <laughs> um, no, I, I somehow I, it hasn't occurred to me to think about that because. It's because you don't do the editing. <laughs> All this hard work and you don't I, know whether anybody's actually listening to listening to. I'm it. sure there are many people listening, but um, because you don't have a connection to them, in some sense, you know. To the listener. Yeah, because. Um, I mean, do you get feedback on individual episodes ever? I have, yeah. Okay, so you have some idea of uh, that there are <laughs> at least one listener. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very difficult to know how many li- people listen to you. Um, with iTunes, you can't tell ever. We, we could check the website. I don't know how Stitcher works, but, but maybe that'll tell you how many subscribers you have. And we should try to find that out. But it's almost irrelevant in some sense, isn't it? Yes Um, and no. I'm not doing this to make money out of it. So it's not like a shop that has nobody coming in. Yeah. So what can you compare it to? What do you think of having people back a year later? I wouldn't wait a year. I'd I'd go for six months and try to... um, Try to, um, not not everyone because then you're kind of limiting new new guests. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's having some people back who are particularly interesting, and ask them to listen back to their episode and reflect on what they feel now. Maybe yeah. maybe they've changed in the six months. Maybe their opinion has changed in the six months, or yeah. What I find interesting is the idea of the podcast is to talk to people about their spiritual journeys. What I kind of didn't contemplate beforehand Mm. was, how can I put this, that the journey is intricately linked to a sense of spirituality. And I find that Mm. I, I speak more about people's sense of spirituality yes. and, the, and their spiritual practices yes. than about the actual journey. Yeah, it's, I, I've noticed that you find it difficult to um, to extract a story out of someone, you know. It doesn't always end up being, as you say, a story about their spiritual journey. Uh, this is where I started. These interesting things happened to me. Yeah. Then I had this big conversion or insight, and now I'm at this point. So it's like most of us just shuffle along some kind of path without (laughs) really knowing where we're going, following a crowd, or uh, just meandering and not even noticing our surroundings spiritually, and end up in some place. And we're not really, really acutely aware of how we got where we are well like a river in flood just kind of being pulled by it and yeah 
yes. end up so being depositors. It's not a big surprise that people can't always describe how they got to where they are. And even if they could, not, not everybody can have an exciting story. Yeah. Not everybody has an exciting life story. <laughs> <laughs> but there will definitely be things that you can relate to as a listener and some things you can't. Some people I found boring. Okay. Frankly, me too. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. I didn't find them entirely boring, but they were less exciting than I'd expected. And invariably, it's the people you told me that, oh, this is a really good ex- episode that's coming up. Are you serious? And then you've warned me of other people saying, oh, I don't know what to do of this episode. I had to edit so much and I didn't, don't like it and it's the worst episode. And those I find the most interesting ones. Oh, wow. So it's a little inverted. Maybe it's because you're too close to the product and you maybe you see the can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Throughout I found many of the episodes all of the episodes really interesting to listen to. Okay. I actually cut out very little content. Substance, yes. Yeah. The most what I cut out is ums yes. and my own stuttering. Yes. I never realized that I stutter. Yes. Did you know that? I didn't notice it because you don't stutter in the classic way, you stutter over words, or entire words, if, not, if, 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 not if. sounds. Yeah, I've become so aware of that. But the point is that um, you, you stutter over whole words, you repeat them, you stutter over the sentence, and that's less noticeable than um, stuttering over sounds. So I haven't never <laughs> even noticed. I know you're absent-minded sometimes. <laughs> And Sometimes <laughs> you don't complete sentences or conversations end abruptly, <laughs> take a new turn. But I've never noticed at a lower level that you have a tick. In a way, that's been good for me in my counseling because I became acutely aware that I do that. So mm. I've been trying to, to cut that out because I think it could become irritating for clients. I'm not sure if it's irritating, but it definitely conveys a sense of well it conveys your character so I wouldn't change it too much but I suspect that someone who knows what they want to say and say it clearly and calmly does convey a sense of security and trustworthiness but I find it really interesting to see how many people use um and how often we we do it I mean I always jokingly say if you cut out the um out of French people's conversations you're going to end up with half the conversation yeah, and it's not far away for for a, for a normal conversation that I have as well. All languages use filler words. It's They're called filler, and different languages have different words. For example, in Finnish, they use no, 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 a lot. Mm, but I mean, it means so. So they say that. So a so, lot. so so so. Oh no no no. <laughs> I find my, my laugh quite irritating on this. You have an um, excellent voice. Um, it's not what I'd call beautiful, but it's very appealing. It's friendly. It's casual. You know, it's 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 not that classic radio voice, but um, but I love it. I mean, and so you should. <laughs> And I love you, but oh, thank even you apart, I think I'm being unbiased when I say I, lo- I enjoy, I can, I find your voice easy to listen to. Do you find it, the podcast sometimes too explicit, too much swearing? Oh, no, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> but you do believe it needs to be 
indicated as explicit. Yeah, just in case someone, some small child is listening to this. Some asshole shoots his mouth off. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, it's always safer. And unless, if you do not add the tag, you should be make extremely sure that there is no explicit content. Okay. And I guess that's not difficult to do if you're editing it. But I don't think they'll be offended by any of the language that I've heard. Okay. I haven't heard much, really. Cool. So, and to close off with any... Ad- oh, I've got many questions. I'm not done yet. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, right. So how do you, how do you experience this, the podcast? I'm enjoying doing them. I enjoy the conversation with the, the conversations with the people. Yes. I enjoy the fact that I'm linking up with people whom I haven't seen or had contact with for a while. Mm. And I'm really enjoying hearing that part of, of people whom I thought I knew well. It's interesting conversations. Yeah. Yes. It's nice, always nice to have an uh, interesting conversation. How do you enjoy the editing? Do you hate it? I don't hate it. I like it less than doing the conversation, mm. but it's part and parcel of what it is. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it is a just what it is. It's admin you have to do. For, yeah, um, always have to do. What do you think is the the, the weakest aspect of of the podcast? What do you want to improve most? Well, the content. The quality of the guests, the quality of the recording. I think I want every episode to be a wow. Yes. And it's interesting that what for me was a wow wasn't for you a wow. So so every episode can't be a wow per definition because the wow definition... It's so subjective. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's the one thing. The other thing is... On the other hand... Maybe that's a comfort in the sense that some people will find some episodes great and yeah. some people will find other episodes great. And for every episode, there will be someone who listens to it and think, oh, wow. But I find that in NA meetings as well. Somebody would share and yes. I would think, oh, my God, just finish, Mark, no claw. Yes. And then people share back to this person think, thank you so much for inspiration. So I really connect. I missed it. Yeah. I completely missed it. So, mm. yeah, I, I find that a lot yeah. but I, I would definitely like to learn the skill of enabling people to open up more about the actual journey because yes. I feel this is a but, spiritual um, journey I've actually thought about changing the, 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 the write up on it and saying this is a, a, a podcast about people's individual take on spirituality or something like that well, I don't think you should do that. I think you can keep it as it is and maybe change the way or change something else. I mean, one thing I thought from the start is maybe you should have themes and have themes like meditation, you know, okay. and have people in who know about meditation or are really interested in meditation or do a little experiment saying um, Johnny, Sally, Benny, uh, I want you to try this meditation technique for a couple of weeks and then we're going to have a podcast about it and talk about your experience. Okay. And if you find it easy or difficult yeah. and what, how you feel about it and whether you'll keep on doing it. 
Well, I can't think of any other themes now. What do you think about but talking to couples or groups? I think it's always interesting if there are uh, many people around. Um, not too many, because that can become confusing yeah. and chaotic. But, um, yeah, having more than one guest at a time could be really interesting. You know that I find conversations, group conversations, very, very difficult. Yeah. So I hate interruptions and um, talking over each other is always a difficult thing but that's not impossible to manage it's only three people you can sort that out so the logistics and even the the content the dynamics will be great I think but um, I think you should think of more of these themes cool and then one thing you can do is of course when you if you do invite people back you can say listen to your podcast that we recorded before and this time I want us to talk specifically about this and this topic yeah. and your journey, for example, and or what advice, you know, asking people for, yeah, I wouldn't change the name of the podcast, but I would, I, I mean, spicing it up is not a bad idea, but you've only had 10 episodes. Yeah, and it's baby shoes. Yeah, I think you should carry on with what you're doing for another 10. Maybe then we should talk again see cool. how you feel so what has been the best aspect of the podcast do you think the connecting with people on that level yes uh, uh, people leave and whether I knew them really well or not that well I, I feel a deeper connection to them and in that some, I really appreciate in some sense it's not an authoritative podcast it's not like some of the podcasts I listen to which is about um managing open source projects using Agile. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) These are experts talking about things they know about. Yeah. And it's almost like a lecture. But your podcast is more like two friends sitting down and talking about a specific topic. Yeah. So it's not a wonder to me, it's not a big surprise that you find that connection with friends um, the best part of the podcast. I mean, I like that. I also like the, the idea that we can create, that I'm not pedantic about creating a homely atmosphere. Like that one episode where Tyson was in the room yeah. <laughs> and he mouthed. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. And if you can, can hear somebody sipping their coffee and putting the, the coffee cup down, for me, that's okay because that's part of the... For me, that's not okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to hear people sipping coffee while I'm listening to the podcast because it's so, it's too small. But if you were in a coffee shop, and there was background noise. Yeah. I'd like that much more. Okay. Because that definitely feels a little rustic. And, you know, I wouldn't want to hear one person slurping coffee, but I don't mind if there are ten. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we should start eating cakes so you can hear the cakes? <laughs> I think you should make an experiment. And you have an upcoming potential guest that um, you may have to go to Cape Town to. Yeah. And if I were you, I would find a spot where you can go record in public. In a coffee shop or yeah. a place like that. There must be. And sound quality you find okay? I find it so good. I was so worried. And you've got this funny, funny setup, which you should really post a picture of. <laughs> uh, don't know if you should. But, <laughs> Rather not. Um, it feels a little like a chicken cage. <laughs> a chicken coop. I feel like it's be, be, being a child and playing tent. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. But we rigged it up because it does improve the sound quality. Yeah, it definitely does. But even, even so, I mean, I think it's excellent. I found your theme music 
I knew from the start it was definitely the wrong choice. <laughs> and my original suggestion was the right choice. But now, by now, your theme music has grown on me so much, and it's so good, it's so apt. It just works brilliantly. I like the drive from the start. Apart from the fact that you edited it, <laughs> you edited it, there's a little interstitial... A three-second yes. clip. And it's, <laughs> it sounds like you're pressing play on one of those old 80s tape recorders and then pressing stop. Because <laughs> it just stops in the middle of, the, of, a, of a sound. I mean, it just... I find it horrible. <laughs> but, but once again, by now it has grown on me. And <laughs> I'll probably miss it if it's not there. So I think you should keep it. Awesome. Well, this was great. And again, we ended up chatting for far longer than I thought we would. It's fine. You can edit it down to 20 minutes. That's another thing. Do you, how do you, what do you think about the length? Because in my mind, I never wanted longer than 30 minutes, but I end up posting 45-minute podcasts. I think that this is due to your inexperience. Oh. Now, I have not recorded many podcasts, but I have listened to... Millions. Not millions, but thousands. Literally thousands. Literally ten thousands of podcasts. Tens of thousands. And I know that they all start short and grow longer and longer and longer. Okay. And that's just the curse of podcasting. And when it's a good podcast, I want to hear more. And you should probably leave your audience wanting more. That's a good place to stop. You don't want to exhaust the audience. Yeah. Thank you. Before you fall asleep. <laughs> Again. Pleasure. Not tired. <laughs> and enjoy. A little your... hungover. <laughs> I thought so. Well, a good time was had by all. Mm. Cool. Thank you. Okay, this was real. I treasure Yaku's input and advice when it comes to meet me in the field. He is not joking when he says that he has listened to tens of thousands of podcasts in his life. He plays podcasts in the background while he works, and especially boring ones to fall asleep to. I am too afraid to ask him what he uses Meet Me in the Field for, but due to this extreme exposure to podcasts, I tend to listen to him when he speaks. It was fun talking to him again. I was afraid that he would say that the podcast is crap and I need to pull the plug on it. I did feel that it would be a bit rude of him to do that during a recording though. I'm happy that he did not say that. If I'm honest, I have to question his objectivity though. He is, after all, married to me. But I am happy to hear that he has identified some positives and constructive criticism is always welcome. If you have any feedback or remarks, please feel free to pop me an email or connect on social media. It will be great to hear from you. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash freddy.org.za or on Twitter at at Freddy. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Be safe. Bye.